Hi guys, Tom Lovrick and Sean Quigley here from What's Going On Here, the podcast. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Player FM, Pod Directory, and Blueberry. So tune in and have some fun. Ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of What's Going On Here. Happy New Year. We've been gone for a little bit, but we're back and ready to entertain you all. And with me, as always, I have the young, effervescent, uh, freshly shorn, attractive, relaxed, and just incredibly intelligent, yet pugnacious young man, Mr. Sean Quigley. Also known as the Quig in barbecuing circles, in case you didn't know. I am mm-hmm. Tomo Lovrick, also known as T-Love, in crocheting circles, as I'm known. Yes. Yes. How are you, sir? Uh, good. Yeah? Good. Yeah. Not how, how are those barbecuing circles these uh, days? Y- 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 they're okay. You know? I mean, uh-huh. they, uh, they, there are some... There's debate always in the barbecue circles. You know, you get, Coal versus gas. Uh, always. Yeah. 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 I don't blame you. This style versus that style. And... I know. I it's I always encounter the natural wood versus plastic versus aluminum crocheting needles. It's very it can be tiring. Can't we all just get along and just do is, these things? Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Is it not a Christmas movie? It I is a that's, Christmas movie. That that's just yeah. That's I just mean, it. There's a good percentage of the barbecue circle that would disagree with you. What? Yeah. Unfortunately. Die Hard is a Christmas movie, and the old, the old, the thing that actually ends the conversation, uh-huh. they play Christmas Time in Hollis by Run DMC. Which is interesting, because I think uh-huh. anyone who grew up outside of America doesn't know that song. Especially, they don't know that it's a Christmas song. Because, really? Yeah, because I never heard that song ever in my life until I came over here. No, what, but did you English. see Die Hard in the UK? Yeah, but that's just a song that's in Die Hard. That's not like a Christmas song to me. Oh, that's just, it just sounds no, like no. Run DMC put that out as a Christmas song yeah. way, way back. Just sounds like an eighties rap song to me. Yeah, but which it, which yeah. it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, excellent. Yeah. Well, folks, how are you? And welcome back. This is episode fifty-one of What's Going On Here. It's a new year. We kind of got a new look. You probably heard a little bit of a new sound in the beginning. That's our new intro music. Um, we're changing up our format a little bit. Nothing drastic. We still, in case you don't know, we watch TV shows, movies, um, any kind of entertainment really that's on a screen. Uh, we watch the middle 20 minutes of it. If it's foreign language, we turn off the subtitles and then we try to figure out what's going on here. We try to determine the course of the TV show, the movie, whatever it happens to be. At the same time, now this is where the little change comes in. We will be reviewing beers. They won't necessarily only be local beers, but it'll predominantly be craft beers. We still will review um, ciders and uh, mead if it comes along, wines even. If if people want to give us suggestions, we're open to it. We figure 
our audience tends to be very multinational. Uh -huh. So I don't want to just limit it to a little area around us here in the U.S. So if there's a beer you'd like us to try and we can get a hold of it, we'll be happy to taste it and, and give you our uh, opinion on it. Um, at the same time, we used to review local eateries. Now that's becoming... <laughs> we kind of went through, we did 50 episodes. That's yeah. a lot of little restaurants and places, and we've doubled <laughs> up on some already. Yeah. And it's becoming a bit of a production issue. I, well, not really a production issue, but it just takes a lot of time. Yeah, yeah. And until we get some kind of like big sponsor or somebody to come give us food. Now, okay, if we find something new, we will tell you about it. We have a little thing on, on our Facebook page called Yummy Discovery, and we put it even on Instagram too. And we'll definitely let you know when we have something good. And if we've had it before a show, we'll definitely give you a heads up, that kind of stuff. But our main thing is basically going to be TV shows, movies, and adult beverages. Yeah. So that's our little change for the new year. We hope you guys like it. We're trying to expand <clears throat> and, and, and just trying to get more guests on the show and that kind of stuff. So we hope you like it. And for this episode, we have, we are reviewing a, I almost said mockumentary, but it was an actual <laughs> documentary. Uh-huh. And it is called The Secret. And it was filmed in 2006, I think it said? Yes. 2006. And this is a documentary based... Uh, was, it, was it based it, on a book? It, it, no, it was actually the documentary came first. And that inspired... It became huge. And then they wrote a book. They made a book after the documentary. Ah. And then that book became like a multi, huge. A huge bestseller. Like everyone bought it, apparently. It was okay. a big thing. Like my dad had it. Okay. I remember seeing it, and all sorts of people bought it. It was a big old thing. Okay. Yeah. Never heard of it. Yeah. But, you know, I'm not in these inspiring you circles. You don't know the secret. <laughs> I don't know the secret yet. <laughs> but before we get to the secret, the, the, the star of the show is, as always, our beverage. And our beverage for this episode is La Fine du Monde by Unibro uh, Brewery from Chambly, Quebec. Now, we've done Unibro one time before when we were uh, 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 doing the Olympic episode during the Olympic Games. And we had one of their beers, and the beer was actually very good. And this is a Belgian triple-style ale. I, unfortunately, because I'm out of practice, popped open the bottles before we even got here, so we don't have the bottle opening sound. But we will pour it in a glass and kind of give the... We kind of got away from that, but we should probably come back to it to have the glasses so we can see the color and things like that and give yeah. people descriptions. So we will pour now so you guys can get a little bit of an audio effect. Ooh, that was a nice glug. Okay. So it's got a nice carbonation. It's almost champagne the way it's carbonated. Yeah. It's really... It is. It almost smells champagne as well. I can smell that. Yeah. Yeah. Look at that. Oh, that. Now, it's a little bit hazy. Unfortunately, it looks like the urine of an old man in the hospital a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> You're laughing because you know it's true. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't look like an old man's urine a little bit. If they're not little bits floating in it. <laughs> Looks like he perhaps has a bit of a UTI. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> it's a little bit cloudy. But all right, let's 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 give this man piss a taste and see what it tastes like. <laughs> Cheers, my friend. Cheers. All right. 
Wow. That's good stuff. Mm. This is some tasty man piss because, wow. Well, the head is very, very fizzy. Like I said, almost like champagne, but it, the head stays longer and it's creamy and kind of nice. The beer itself is very effervescent. A nice solid taste. But I'll tell you this right now, this does not drink like a 9%. Oh, no. This does not drink like a triple. This feels like a lager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah. feels like a summer lager. This this beer will get you in trouble, folks. It's okay. Yeah, it's this okay. will get you in trouble. Oof. Yeah, really in trouble. Because it like it tastes really light. Yeah. It's got a really nice... It's got a little some, some citrus notes to me. Uh-huh. It's... I mean, it definitely tastes like like a like a ale, like a triple kind of. It has a taste to it mm. that they have, but it's just like almost a hint of it, because you know sometimes the the triples, the Belgian triples when they make them, they can get almost a, a cloying kind uh -huh. of flavor. Yeah, and I don't know if that's a byproduct of of uh, what they put in it or if it's a byproduct of the high alcohol content, but this it's only a hint of it in the background. This tastes like a summer lager. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's... It's it, it, it's lovely. I mean, it, it's absolutely lovely. Yeah. That is very... Uh... Yeah, this is... Wow, this is good stuff. Like I said, you get in trouble yeah. drinking this because... What's our standard? If you're at a barbecue and they have just this beer, I'm happy as a pig in poop. Yeah. You got to... Exactly. You go to a barbecue and they have this beer. I'm looking around for the crazy Canadian <laughs> yeah. summer. Imagine this like crazy moose-wielding like bearded man. It's like, ah! <laughs> this is really something, people. This is a really good beer. Wow. I never knew that the Canadians made beer like this. All Canadians have always made good beer. Yeah. You, a lot of it you don't see over the border. I went to Montreal years ago with a couple of friends. And they had a beer at the time that I thought was absolutely uh, um, fantastic. And it was, in, and we were just having it in a restaurant. I think it was called Polaris? Was it Polaris? Or, or Orealis? Something like like one mm -hmm. of these star names or whatever, and it was just like a lovely lager, and obviously not big. Now you got the uh, you know the Labatt and and the Molson and the Molson Triple X, which is basically supposed to be like a triple because it's like I don't know what it is eight nine percent also ten percent something yeah. like that. But um, yeah, no, they 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 enjoy their beer up there. Of course, the oldest brewery in North America is in Nova Scotia, mm -hmm. so and they make. Great beer there. Alexander Smith. Really good. Right? Alexander Smith. Am I getting, watch me get that wrong and people in Canada are going to just like rip me. It's, I'm, I believe it was Alexander Smith's because I went to the brewery. No, Alexander Keith's, not Smith's. <laughs> Alexander Keith's. Yep, in Halifax. That was a great brewery tour. They had... um. It was one of those where they hired a girl to be an actress to be like at the time when they established the brewery. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I told you this story. And we're in, in the brewery and she's doing the whole act. And it's like, does anybody know what time travel is? 
And I'm just like looking at her because, of course, I'm bored and just waiting to taste a beer. And I said, like, oh, is that when you drink too much on Sunday and you wake up on Tuesday? And there was a lady <laughs> next to me from Vancouver. And I thought she was going to bust a lung because she started laughing so hard. <laughs> She's like leaning on me. She's like, I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> and the girl that was, she didn't seem too pleased by my response. I was like, hmm. I was like, sorry, kid, go ahead, do your job. I'm sorry. <laughs> the only one I had like that, I've never really, we don't really do those too much in England, the in character tours. Uh-huh. Um, uh, like, there'll be touristy tours where there'll be like an eccentric character themselves, but they won't be in a character. Right, 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 right. They just have a weirdo doing the tour. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, right, right. But I did, when we went to Boston, we did the. Uh, Sam tour. Adams? Yeah, no, it wasn't Sam Adams. It was the, um, the what's it, the, the, what's they call it, the thing, the big gold. The trail, the, the, the thing. The Boston the Post? Freedom Trail. Oh, Freedom Trail. Freedom Trail. We bought the Freedom Trail. Uh-huh. It was a tour and there was a young woman dressed up like, you know, you know in like a smock. A revolutionary? Smock and a bonnet. Mm, yeah. And she was like, she was like, well, yes, uh, my name is uh, Mary Kathleen. Uh, I, uh, I was very revolutionary from my day. And yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm buried over there. It's like, <laughs> oh, this is weird. This is something got very strange. <laughs> she's like, she's stepping over the divide. It's like, she's a ghost? Is this a ghosty talk? She's like a happy ghost. Very odd. Was she doing the whole like uh, JFK uh, accent? Why you're, uh, yeah. well, are you, uh, like the mayor from Springfield yeah, yeah. from The Simpsons? I don't think so. I think she, I, I think she had a pretty, she had a pretty plain accent and she's not very Bostonian. Because that's what they were saying. They were saying actually that in the Shakespeare, I don't know if you heard this, like, um, the way they would shout, sound Shakespeare when he was writing it, yeah. that the English spoke the way New Englanders speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like, um, Quebecois French. Is pre-revolutionary French, uh-huh. so it's actually the more correct, you know, because the French are so bent out of shape on keeping everything very French and whatever. Yeah. But because the peasants took the country over, uh-huh. they didn't speak grammar properly or anything. Yeah. And the way the French Canadians speak, and one of my buddies, uh, he's French Canadian, he would always say at work when he would talk to the French people that come from France or Belgium or something like that, <laughs> they would always like say like they have a hard time understanding him. But, you know, he was like, well, why? Because I can perfectly understand you. I, you know, we're both speaking French. What's the problem? Kind of. But apparently they would turn their noses up a little bit at his pronunciations. And no, the French do that to everyone. They do. They love it. They do. <laughs> they, love, they love it. They love it. Oh, oui, l'amour. The only thing they love more than that is love itself. Oh, oui. <laughs> is there anything more to love but love? <laughs> I do not think so. I think it is lovely to love love. Good wine. Uh, good wine. Uh, good beer. Have you not seen Stella Artois? All the commercials and the television? Stella Artois. Stella Artois. Is that French? I always thought it was Belgium. Or maybe it's Belgium and I'm getting Belgium. it all wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. The French don't have any fucking beer. <laughs> Actually. Good wine. Cronenberg, I think, is a French beer. No. Are we? Oui. Oui. No. <laughs> now you have to look it up. Now I got to look it up. Look up French beers. I never oui. knew that. Look up French beers, mon frère. Uh, qu'est-ce que c'est le le Cronenberg? No, look at the That's Cronenberg, uh, sixteen, sixty-four. Uh, oui. Oh yes, I do believe it is French. It, it's one of those in the area where like, 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 uh, Keln, like Cologne. 
Yeah. Cologne is a German city, but it's in Germany, it's Köln. But it's that area that was going back and forth between Germany and France for like centuries. Oh, yeah. It's Strasbourg is where it comes from. So it, it was very much... Yeah. Border. It's a border town. It's a border town. I see. Yes. Yeah, see, see, so... Did you put in French beers to see how many French beers there are? No, I didn't. I'm putting in French beers just to see what they have. All right, French beers. What do we got? Oh, we. Bière de Printemps Brasserie. Cervoise Lancelot Brasserie. Lambre. Ooh, I'm sure people in French-speaking countries are like just cringing as I'm saying. No, stop speaking. Stop. Stop saying it. But now I sound like Arnold! Ow! Get out! Get to the chopper! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and you're absolutely right. Stella Artois is uh, Belgium? Oui? Stella Artois. Stella Artois. Oui. So anyway, back to our show, The Secret. Yep. So, like we said, we got into tw- the middle 20 minutes, which it was an hour and a half documentary. So, uh, uh, 45 minutes is a half point. We watch that minute 35 and watch it for 25 minutes. Mm. So, the way the documentary is set up, it's set up like a lot of these documentaries where they're interviewing somebody in front of a green screen so they can have something behind them. And then they're doing these reenactments, which is like every cable show ever, (laughs) you know. Uh, uh, What is it? Um, Anything on History Channel, like Ancient Aliens, you know. It's like drunk history is almost like the perfect example of it. Yeah. They have somebody that they film, and then they do these vignettes in between. Um, uh, what's it? I, I did. I did an episode of the show. Uh, uh, um, oh crap! Mysteries at the museum. That's the one. Um, all, all these shows. It's the same setup. They're interviewing somebody. Somebody's talking about it. They're either. And now, on to, to be fair, on the History Channel and, and and Travel Channel or whatever channels, you know, they're all kind of fall under the Discovery thing. When they interview the people, they're in a room and there's just a background behind them, whether it's a library or an office or whatever. Yeah. This is a green screen, literally. This is just a person in a full-on interview, like almost like sell, sending in the self-tape, like an audition tape kind of yeah. stuff. And the people are looking directly into the camera. They're talking. So it starts off with a guy... And these are all, I guess, for the documentary experts of the secret. And it's a guy. And underneath is his name. And then it says, teacher. And that's it. And I'm like, okay, I don't... Is, this is his qualification? He's a teacher? Not that there's anything wrong with teachers. But, you know, it's like... There's a lot of quotation marks missing out of this. There's, <laughs> there's a, a lot of quotation marks. So it's going <laughs> through basically all these people. And here's the puzzling thing. So these people would come on, they would say their piece, there would be a really bad reenactment where the person who's being actually interviewed is acted by somebody, and it's so painfully obvious obvious that it's not the actual occurrence when it happened, that it's a reenactment, that the actor that's pretending to be the person who's being interviewed just about bends over and shows their ass to the camera so you can't see the face. It is so just like... Just blatantly obvious. It's like, okay, we're letting you know in case you weren't sure that this is a reenactment because you can't see our face. It's kind of like, really? Did we really need to have this extreme a camera angle? Yeah. (laughs) That's one. Two, every time somebody comes on, 
And usually in documentaries when this kind of stuff happens, when they have somebody on, they have their name and credentials underneath. Yeah. And then the rest of the show, if they come back to them, you don't see these credentials again because they already did it once. The assumption is you've seen them in the beginning. We don't need to reintroduce them again because... Not even CNN does that. Like it'll be right. like it'll be maybe like ten every ten minutes they'll refresh it. Right. But like they'll be like, okay, no, we're not gonna keep doing it. Right, right, right. Yeah. But this one was doing it every time the same person would come on, they would list the credentials underneath. <laughs> Which to I me is like expect them to get more credentials. Yes, I mean it, it's it's to me it's like okay, this is the red flag that all of this is bullshit because if they have to keep us reminding what these people do. Such lofty positions as teacher, philosopher, like literally philosopher was the thing. Yeah. On several of them. Yeah. There was one woman, she was, she was listed and she was, oh, what was, what the hell was the one that had the MBA? She had an MBA they listed, but she was, was she a philosopher? No, she was an author, a writer. No, 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 no. She was uh, some kind of expert, something. I think she was like an interior decorator or something. But they had like MBA. I'm like, is this helping with the her feng shui woman? What's that? Feng shui? No, 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 not the feng shui woman. No. <laughs> she was another one, right? Yeah. It was like feng shui expert. Like, what? What? What the hell's going on here? There was two or three philosophers. There was a guy who was a reverend, and he had DD after his name. And I'm like, is he a doctor of dentistry? Yeah. He was like the reverend doctor such and such and such DD. And then underneath it said philosopher no no No, it wasn't philosopher for him he had his own one and it was like uh it was it was something like inspirer or something like that it was like inspirer it was something stupid like that like what's he inspiring i mean he's dressed immaculately so maybe that's what you know like (laughs) manners maketh man i don't know what he was inspiring um and then there was one guy and he was a metaphysician and he had MSCD, and I was just like, a metaphysician? <laughs> yeah. Is there a metaphysics <laughs> school that you go to to become a metaphysician? <laughs> and he was like the lead guy. <laughs> and of course, this was this is one of these, and it, it, you've probably heard or seen some kind of wackadoodle self-guru thing like this. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, let me just put a full disclaimer to me. This is basically... Like going to church on Sunday. Just people telling you over and over, if you do this, everything will be just fine. And I, for one, have no problems with organized religion. Or any of these self-help things, personally. I think if it's one of those things, it's kind of like working out or dieting. You figure out what works for you. If this works for you, more power to you. I will not make fun of you. I will not, you know, ridicule you. If because because I've seen where people have been just like complete just fuck ups on drugs, whatever, and then they find religion and then they turn their life around. Now it's annoying because every five minutes they try to get me to like love Jesus. Yeah, yeah. But you know, it's like listen, your life is on the straight and narrow, and I really love that it's there, and I'm very happy for you. But I was never that much of a fuck up that I need to go like 180 degrees. Back to like fire and brimstone just to get myself straight. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, do you do you? That's fine. I have no problems. It helped you. All for it. Like I said, a lot of people they just they need something organized. They need something structured. They need something. They basically need somebody to tell them what to do. 
It's the equivalent of like I have a baby, and we're starting to we're doing sleep training with her now, and we're sort of we're at the point now where, when we're we're letting her try and figure out herself, we have to go in at night. She cries. Right. I have this technique where I go in after five minutes of her crying, and I let her know it's fine. I pat her on the back, and then I leave. Right. And she keeps crying, and after ten minutes, we go in and then do that again. I come out and we do ten minutes. It's like just the adult version of that. Sure. People need someone to come in and yes. just go like, it's okay. It's fine. It's fine. Don't right. worry. Yes. And, and like I said, it. some people need it and, and, and it really helps them and they become better people for it. And like I said, I have, it's good for you. I, I have no problems with that. And a lot of these self-help books do the same mm-hmm. thing. And like I said, I'm a big believer in if you go to the gym, you're trying to lose weight, you're trying to get healthy, you do what works for you. Yeah. You know, some people are like, oh, I just run. I just jog all the time and I'm doing great. Superb. That works for you. You know, other people are like, I play tennis. I go to the gym and lift weights. I have a personal trainer. Whatever. If it works for you, that's your thing. Stay in your lane. This, this is working for you. That's great. You know what I'm saying? I don't trust jogging or running. If you were supposed to jog around, Jesus wouldn't have invented cars. <laughs> right. But here's my thing with that. Whether they always talk about like getting the runners high. I must have gotten hold of some bad shit because I've never gotten that <laughs> high. Uh, to me, running is purposeless. Yeah. Now, since I was a kid, you put a soccer ball in front of me or a basketball, or I will run all bloody day up and down the pitch, up yeah. and down the court because there's a goal to it. I'm chasing it to get to run all day. Well, that's the trick. I read an article about that recently. They were talking about that. They've discovered now that it's almost definitely true that recreational running or jogging uh-huh. is pointless when it comes to, as far as like for, for fitness levels yes for fitness it just like, you can, it does nothing because what's important is the distance not the time yeah because yeah because they, they've said that that if you walk the equivalent distance if you just walk it yeah, yeah, yeah. you'll be in just as good a yeah. shape They're like sp- sprinting Great. Sprinting is is very good for you. Yes. Like sprinting in bursts. Yes. Or like I said, sports like that because you have incremental. Yes. Naturally, you sprint and you slow yes. down, you stop, you sprint. Like that is great. That gets your body going. It fires muscles. But jogging just like, it just does not, it, all, it just eventually is just detrimental to your body. Cause well, you just, like, it's, it, 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 I mean, it'll keep you cardiovascularly. It'll keep you good because it keeps your blood pumping. Mm. Uh, uh, it'll get your pulse rate down. So all of that, yeah, it's good. But in terms of benefits... That's the thing. If you jog 50 miles a week and you walk 50 miles a week, you'll get the same benefits over time. Yeah. Like initially, the jogging will help you more because you'll just get there faster because you're, 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 you're pushing yourself more. But if you look at people that have jogged for like two years and they jog the same distance that people who walk yeah. have walked, you'll see that the, that the physical benefits are the same. Yeah. So basically, if you walk 50 miles a week, you're going to have the same cardiovascular benefits. Yeah. Because you've just done it enough. The amount of time you do it in doesn't, doesn't matter, you know? But anyway, so long story short, that disclaimer, if it works for you, that's great. This TV show, though, this documentary, this secret that they're all peddling, that they're all like, there was one guy who was like every shade of beige. His <laughs> hair, his tie, his shirt... What was his name? Proctor. And I think by accident he was like Canadian because he did slip like a little boot in there or something like that. So it's appropriate we have a Canadian beer, I suppose. But he was philosopher on there. Then there was another guy like James Ray Allen 
who looked like a retired sports anchor or an ex-hockey player uh-huh. or a porn star, which he looked like most. Because yeah. he had a flashy blue shirt on. Yeah, yeah. The shirt was unbuttoned. He was sweaty. Yeah. I mean, like, his hair wasn't matted to his head. But he would, like, everyone else was kind of like, okay, they were camera ready. This dude was sweaty. And, I mean, he was kind of breathing kind of heavy and really excited. And you see a sheet of sweat on him. And you're like, what the hell's going on with this guy? And then I see he has one hand up. And I'm like, "Uh uh-oh. He's got a thumb ring on. I'm not a big jewelry guy. never was. Like, my jewelry is watches. I love watches. I'll wear a watch all the time, more or less. When I see a thumb ring, two things occur to me. It's like, okay, either... You're a failed musician or a successful musician, and you're trying to keep cool by having a thumb ring on. And it's just a thing. It's just like, as a guy, it's like, I'm going to have a thumb ring. Which to me, I do a lot of like physical work, like, you know, woodworking. Rings, they just get in my way. And I mean, when I was younger, I used to wear rings a lot. And when I was at work, there was a couple of incidences where like, the ring would hook on something or whatever, and I almost lost a finger. And I was like, well, this is just stupid. Yeah. Why am I wearing these stupid things? I'm going to lose a finger one of these days. And I just haven't worn a ring since kind of stuff. Then he lifts his other hand, and he has a thumb ring on the other thumb as well. <laughs> and now I'm like, okay, this is red flags are flying everywhere for me. I can't listen to anything this guy says. Well, he's double cool now. Right, because, right. As you know, if an item is, is cool and makes you cool... <laughs> Adding a second one right. only doubles the cool. Doubles the cool. <laughs> this is true. You're like, oh, you got yourself a diamond earring, pal, in your 60s? Good job. Oh, you got another, another one. one. Oh, Double cool. The ladies will can't barely keep their hands up for you. Yeah. <laughs> one gold chain, kind of cool. Two gold chains, super Cooler. cool. <laughs> now, now you're going to Travolta territory. Settle yeah. down. <laughs> and, and I'm just like, okay. So now he's got the two thumb rings. His qualification is that he's a philosopher. And a philosopher, and this is a quote, I'm sure someone quoted it, but a philosopher is really just a bullshit artist without a job. <laughs> you know, that's what a philosopher is. Yeah. You can come up with all sorts of fucking things if you just sit around all day and do nothing, because what else would you do besides go crazy? Yeah. So it's one, you either go crazy or become a philosopher, because uh-huh. you kind of kind of have to focus your thoughts and, and think of stuff, you know. It's kind of like the old, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen them, the old SNL uh, uh, skits with uh, Jack Handy and it was just like uh, oh, what the hell was the sketch called and it have these like inspirational thoughts and it would just start as this inspirational thing and then it would just turn into utter nonsense and something stupid and it would be like I love it when a bird flies over and then a hawk comes out of nowhere and grabs the bird and eats it it makes me think oh my toast is burning Deep Thoughts that's what it was called Deep Thoughts by Jack Handy (laughs) and it was just like something like absolutely ridiculous you'd be like what and somebody would read it in this very soft voice like a lot of the people on the documentary were doing a little bit it's Bob Ross without the Bob Ross yeah 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 it's like Bob Ross you can't you can't fake Bob Ross you just can't you listen to these people these philosophers and all the philosophizing they do so much of it is just so I watched a little more of this documentary than you did because I already watched it from the beginning in the past. I came up, I knew this was a good one for us to watch. I didn't get past what we got past. <laughs> no, uh, I can't picture anybody lasting that long. But it's just the backwards talk so often. It's just the constant, like, well, if you want to go far, sometimes you have to stand real still. <laughs> right. And only when you're standing truly still will you realize how fast 
you really are moving. <laughs> and you're like, what? <laughs> what? What are you talking about? Yes, yes. <laughs> and, and like I said, every time the person would come up, they'd put their credentials underneath. And the fact that this woman comes out with this accent, we're trying to figure it out, and we look up, she's Belgian. And her credential was she's a feng shui designer or feng shui expert. Consultant. Feng shui consultant, yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, which would make her an expert, which you is, would think. I mean, she, she's not, I mean, she's not, a, she's not a designer. She's not an architect. She's not a... She's she. Uh, it, it sounds to me like literally she. People just consult her. Yes. I mean, she doesn't actively do the feng shui. She doesn't go. She's right. got like a hotline. I don't know, <laughs> right. Like you go and you do some feng shui. And you're not sure. You give her a call. A consulting fee. So it, 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 there are all these just like absolutely useless titles. This is one of those things that an old school person like my father would go like, and especially with the woman, it says MBA, and he'd be like, "Is this what I paid all that fucking money for you to go to school for? Really? <laughs> is this it?" Because this is bullshit. Get a fucking job. What the fuck is wrong with you? This is literally the kind of stuff old timers would say. It, it was... And the worst part is it was all of it was such double talk. Mm. But before we even get to the double talk, because there's just so much just gold in the double talk, I want to talk about just the production values. Uh-huh. So like we said, the, 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 when they go to the vignettes and the person who was doing the interview... Is so obviously not being shown. Like not even, not even a three-quarter shot of the face. Like literally the back of the head. That's the only thing you see. And this is supposed to be the person that you're interviewing. And then somebody would come up. And it was very obvious that it was produced in Australia. Because at one point, a woman comes on. And they actually had the guy on who, who wrote, and I forget his name. Uh, Chicken Soup for the Soul. Yeah. And he talks about... And basically, the whole, the whole documentary is about visualizing things and as long as you visualize it it will happen yeah and and so this guy is talking about how he was visualized and he wrote five zeros after a one on a one dollar bill and he stuck it to his ceiling which i'm like okay your wife can't be ocd because that would drive me fucking nuts i'd rip that fucking thing off every morning when i woke up like why is there a dollar bill plastered to the ceiling fuck off uh it's a one hundred thousand. Sorry, yes, it's a one hundred thousand dollar bill. Exactly. So, <laughs> so he's talking about how he imagined if he sold X amount of books, he'd make a hundred thousand dollars. Blah blah blah. And he did the speech at Hunter College, and all these teachers were so impressed with his speech, you know, because when these guys find something and it resonates with people, you know, it, it, it's how you make friends, right? Yeah. Because if I say something to you, like, you know what I hate? Like, with the whole acting bit. You know what I hate? When guys do method. Mm-hmm. Why? If you can't pretend to be this person, you're not really being an actor. You're being a psychotic. Yeah. If you, like, literally have to embody this person in order to portray this, then you have no imagination. Yeah. You're literally, you know, if you have to, you know, to portray somebody who lived in the fucking sewer and you go lie down in the sewer for a week just so you can kind of feel it, Sorry, guy. It's like really, you've never like gotten some poo smeared on your you've hand. Become a sewer man. <laughs> right, what right, you've done. right. As I never like those stories of actors, uh, Dustin Hoffman, like becoming homeless or like sleeping out in the cold to know what it's truly like. like you're you you're now just a, you've just become voluntarily homeless. Right. That's all you've done. Right. Exactly. Um, there are certain things that I can understand, like if, if you're trying to get a point of view that you haven't had before. So if you're going to play like a, 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 a paraplegic or something and you're going to walk around or roll around in a wheelchair for two weeks just to get the frustration, just to see what, how frustrating it is to just deal with this every day, 
All right, fair. I'm with you there. But that doesn't mean you become an asshole to people because the character is an asshole. That just means you're just like trying to figure out what it's like to be in a wheelchair. That I get, you know, training to be a martial artist or, you know, that kind of stuff. It's like, no, no, I get that because then that, that will help you with everything. Yeah. But, you know, Jared Leto sending pig corpses to everybody else on the set of, of Suicide Squad is like, what? <laughs> Why? Yeah, because I'm pretty sure the character of Joker is a man who just irritates people who work on film sets. <laughs> right, yeah, right. It's like... very important to the Joker's character yeah. that, uh, you know, lighting uh, grips and best boys and DPs I just don't like him. <laughs> it's it, it, it's one of so if you find common ground with somebody, you know, it's like okay, it resonates, and you like the person or whatever. I get it, you know. And this is why all these teachers are impressed by this guy's chicken soup for the soul. And he says, "Well, I visualize this as okay, fair enough. If this is your power of visualization, good yeah. for you." But then they'll go. But then, oh, so anyway, so, to backtrack. So he hasn't, some woman decides to interview him. And he's like, oh yeah, can I, and they change his green screen behind him to make it look like he's doing the interview. And they find a woman, and this is where we realize this was done in Australia. Because it's very obviously an Australian actress trying to do an American act, act, accent. And she's failing miserably. Yeah. Like, you know, this is one of those things when I try to do it so bad you can't do it, you actually end up doing the accent good. I'm trying to think of an accent that I'm terrible at. Well, you know, no, my, my British is actually pretty terrible. So it, 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 it was kind of like, um, oh, well, Mr. Quigley, if you would please come this way, then perhaps we could fetch a car together and then maybe go to the bar for a couple of drinks. I mean, it was kind of like, that's how bad her accent was fluctuating back and forth. Yeah. It was like, okay, that's bad. Yeah. And then for whatever reason for him, there was always like a light bulb in the green screen, like by his eye. And I'm like, are they burning his cornea? What's the, what's the message here <laughs> with this particular green screen? Then they go to the metaphysician and the green screen behind him is a scale, like an old-time scale, like Lady Justice holds up, with just gold coins heaped high on this thing. And he's just like, oh, if you want money, you just visualize money. And the universe will give you money. Because the money is waiting to be taken. And all you have to do is picture the money coming into your pocket because you asked the universe for it. And then, like, you very correctly pointed out. Then another guy comes on. It's like, you have to take control of yourself. You have to control your actions. You have to act on your ideas, and success will happen. And then they go back to the other guy. It's like, and then if you want the money, if you put it out in the universe, and then whatever they would say, like, if you put it out in the universe, they did this stupid, like, uh, 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 a CGI thing where, like, this haze would come around. Like a spider sense. Like a spider sense would go, and like, like a little little shockwave would go out into the universe. And I was like, oh my God, I feel like the universe is giving me money now because this dude sent out, or maybe I should send him money because he wanted the money. And maybe that's what I should do. And it's just one of these stupid things. And then at one point, they go to the NBA. That's right, there was a psychologist, there was an NBA. 
these cheesy vignettes in between. Then they show this guy, Gloober, and his, his teeth are big as a horse's, and he has the equivalent expression because he's called a Huh? And the, all he shows is like these giant three front teeth. And it's like, who is this goober? And why was he on screen for two seconds? I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> and it's the worst because then the NBA comes on. It's like, and what you find out is you think you really want all this money. <laughs> but it's not what you want. <laughs> what you really want is happiness. And then you'll realize when you're happy that money is not what you want. But it'll be there for you because now you're happy. <laughs> what? What the fuck did you just say? So this one guy, the metaphysician is drilling, you want money? Tell the universe. The universe will give you money. The other guy's like, money, 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 money. Money, 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 money. It's like Thurston Howell is on the fucking screen. Money, money, money. Oh, lovey, I want some money. Money, money, money. And then this chick comes out like, but money is not what you really want. And it's, this is one of those, this is one of those shows like Ancient Aliens. That you just got to get stoned and watch. <laughs> and just when these contradictions happens, you just go, what? Oh, there, There's a great bit earlier on that we didn't see. Okay. It's kind of cheating, I said, but it's so stupid. Where, near the beginning, where it's like, to, to, to really hook you in. Because uh -huh. I guess they know that if they load the front end of the documentary with like, you know, philosophy and very kind of like, ooh, right. people are going to turn off. So the, the, the beginning, they right, make right. it very about like facts and okay, like yeah, real. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, this is something that all people have done who are successful throughout history. George Washington, Aristotle, <laughs> Plato. <laughs> that's the, that's the, just to interject real quick. <laughs> that's the cheesiest thing they did on the show. They would do, they would have quotes that people in the past, like, that are considered great minds would have. Yeah. And they would have the quote and the person and the years they lived. Like, they would have, like, Albert Einstein. There was an Albert Einstein quote. But instead of just putting up the quote or just have somebody go, like, well, if you imagine E equals MC squared, then E will equal MC squared, Albert Einstein. Yeah. They have it, well, if you imagine E equals MC squared, then you will have E equals MC squared. And I'm yeah. like, why are they whispering? <laughs> yeah. Of course, Sean Coy corrects says, because it's more trustworthy. <laughs> it's yeah. like, it's like, uh, yeah. It's it was like a subliminal message. We're conning you, but listen yeah. to the rest of the show. Uh, uh, Australians just trust whispering people. <laughs> They're inherently trusting of whispers. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, the dingo whisperer. <laughs> Put some more shrimp on the barbie. <laughs> It was so stupid. I'm like, what's what's going on? I'm like, at, I was like, is it a porno now? What, what portion is this? Anyway, <laughs> sorry. Very um, but yeah, when they were, when they were saying about all this, you know, the literal stuff that happened, and they started to talk about visual, like, visual, like, visualization, visualization, yep, and um, talking about uh, uh, vocalizing what you want and saying if you just want something, if you put it out there in the world, and you just say, I want this. It will come. And they're saying, it will. Like, that's just the way the universe works. I almost went Scottish there for some reason. I was like, <laughs> that's just the way the universe works. It's just the way the universe yeah. only works that way yeah. in the Highlands. Yeah. <laughs> if you do it anywhere else, you're fucked. <laughs> they're like, yeah, th this is the way the universe works. You, you say it and you put it out there and you will get it. You will achieve it. It's amazing. Every single time, without fail, you will get it. It will happen. <laughs> However, and then they're like, they bring you in, they're like, let me tell you the best secret of all. <laughs> right. And this is what's so great because people don't realize.
is this. This is what they trip up on. Because you tell them that, and then they go, wait a second, that doesn't make sense. Because of course it doesn't make sense. But this is what's really cool about the universe, is that the universe has an inbuilt delay. There is an inbuilt delayed system with your wishes. Where every time you put it out there into the universe... It will happen. It will happen. But there is an unspecified amount of time that the universe delays it. And it does it practically for your sake. Or else, yes. imagine. And it was like, do you know how many, thoughts, how many thoughts you have in the day? All the things you'd like. Imagine if it all just happened at once. It would be crazy. So you'd the universe knows this. And it puts a delay in on all things. Let me tell you something. Thank God, because when I was 12, I'd have been tripping over pussy and Lamborghinis. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and then depending on the time of the day, just food, just food sandwiches right. everywhere. Send a ham sandwich on every fucking corner. It'd just be rotting ham sandwiches all over the streets. <laughs> 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 like, oh great, who wished you had sandwiches? I can't have any more. I had four sandwiches and it's only 9.30 in the morning. Who's going to eat these things? Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, to me, that whole thing is like, just visualize it. It'll happen. It's like, no, you obviously didn't visualize shit when you were a kid because I can't tell you how many times I've visualized Carrie Fisher in my bed after I saw Return of the Jedi. You know how many times that happened? Not fucking once. And she died. Fuck you, universe. Well, we have good news for you, Tobo. Because if you go to your bed now, uh, there'll be a pile of bones. The, the delay is true. <laughs> Specified delay. I'm like, oh, great, that works. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. I'm like, you know how many things I've visualized? I was a little perverted boy. Uh, let me tell you something. Uh, I saw Sarah Jessica Parker in The Flight of the Navigator when I was a kid, and I was like, oh my god, she's hot. You know, it's like, I wish she would like just bump into me, you know, like I'd be able to do anything but mutter like a freaking yeah. mongoloid or something. Like, oh, no, no, you know. Oh, it's, it's so <laughs> the built-in delay. Oh, it, it you know it's one of these caveats. It's it's always like, well, your mind wasn't pure enough, and this is why Jesus didn't grant you your wish of winning the lottery. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, that's all. Because we we were talking about that actually over um, during the holidays, during Christmas, and we have the Christmas music playing. You know, because they're fun and nice, including. Baby, it's cold outside, which I think there was much ado about fucking nothing. Is like, get over it. Yeah. Have a little perspective. Carry on kind of stuff. Um, and it's, what was it? Thank the Lord above because Santa Claus is coming tonight. It's like, oh, I didn't realize Santa Claus works for Jesus. Who, <laughs> who, who, who would have guessed that? Look at that, huh? Oh. I had a great storybook when I was a kid that w was all about Santa Claus. And it begins with the birth of Jesus. And Santa Claus is there in the stable. <laughs> he was there in the stable behind the shepherds. You don't see him in most of the nativities because he was sort of sitting on a bench on the floor <laughs> with the donkeys. <laughs> wow. He's there, full red suit, beard, 
What was he doing? <laughs> In a full red suit and a beard in the middle of the desert. Should he had a rope? Just recharging the rain, dude. Oh my god. Or was he like just getting some camels for a long trek across the desert skies? Oh yeah. my goodness. Yeah. Yeah, this. It was so. And, and like I said, it was like this dude's talking about money, 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 money. And this chick is like, but that's not what you really want. You want happiness. Mm. It's like, oh. So we have the contradicting messages just going back and forth. Keep telling us just, just to wish it out into the universe, it'll happen. And like I told Sean while I'm watching, I said, well, now when I take the bus in to go to rehearsal or audition or something, I'm just going to wish for a blowjob on the bus. And well, you know what? So the universe sells me, sends me a homeless guy. So be it. But it's a blowjob and... The universe delivered. That's hey. That's just what happens. That's just what. That's just what happens. <laughs> you get a whole army of homeless and people. It's just delayed response. You. So you know, you wish for it on the bus, and if you get a blowjob in twenty-five years' time, <laughs> the universe delayed that, that to happen. <laughs> Any marital frustrations you got <laughs> working out here? <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh my goodness. So um, it, it's just. So they're going back and forth with this. The the green screen is just bizarre and hilarious at the same time. And the actors they got to do along the green screen are also funny. And there's one guy, and he's talking about his dreams and whatever. And he's wearing a very peach-colored shirt. It's very bright. It's very cheery. Very happy. And he talks about how he visualized he would have... Uh, what, what did he call it? The some, visualization? Board. The vision board. Yes. Where he would like find uh, a picture in a magazine of something he wanted and clip it out and put it on this board. And as long as he looked at it, he knew this was going to happen. Well, I did that a lot as a kid <laughs> with various pictures of women. Yes. I put them all over my room. Yes. Let me tell you something. I can't <laughs> tell you how many times Vanessa Del Rio would have been, you know, or Samantha Fox would have been. It's like, nope, guess what? Never happened. No. Not in a million years. Nope, not. No, never. <laughs> no, no. I wish for it a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot. I practiced a lot. Oh yeah, me too. In thirty second increments. <laughs> 30 second increments. <laughs> Very intense. I was gonna say when your kid that universal delay for increments is a lot shorter. <laughs> <laughs> Nowadays, <laughs> once a week maybe. <laughs> so, so the. And Jesus, and so this guy keeps referring to he, he says his five year old son asked him about his vision board, and it showed a vision board, and it shows all these things, and there's like a fancy watch, a Rolex, and a big fancy house, but it's not even a big fancy house. It's like the Kardashian compound. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? It this was a, 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 a with a pool, and it had a tennis court, and the house looked. It looked like a compound, not a house. Yeah. It looked like it was 8,000 square feet. And he said, and I looked at this picture because I showed him my, because the kid, would, I forget why he was packing up everything in the boxes. Was he moving? They said they'd moved. He, he, he said, years later, I'd moved, years later, I'd moved house. And there were some boxes that had been left over from my old house. This was eight years, because I remember I said this to my wife the first time I watched this. This box had been sitting in his office for eight years. <laughs> and I remember like, whoa, 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 whoa. This is like the secret for like self-happiness. And you're a man who's had the same box 
for eight years a large room. box sitting in your office and like you're perfectly fine there's no slight perhaps like if you know mania issue in your life <laughs> so so right so he says he shows the kid the vision board and he says he sees the house and this is what he imagined and this is the house that he bought he redesigned it and that was the house he was living in I'm like you bought a house that had enough acreage to put in a pool and a tennis court, and then you added a second floor and all this other shit. Because it was a very unique architectural look. It wasn't a yeah. cookie cutter thing that you would get the plans in Barnes and Noble or something like that. And I'm like, really? And then of course his vision board had a picture that was blurred out so you couldn't see, but you could easily recognize it. It was a silhouette of Pierce Brosnan posing for one of the James Bond movies it was in. And I was like, wait a minute. And he kept on referring to his son as Sweetie. Honey and sweetie, sweetheart. sweetheart. Yeah. yeah, and it was like, okay, I'm not sure. I think maybe <laughs> the secret here is you're keeping it very buried here. Yeah, <laughs> you know, which I'm kind of like, don't be shy, just let it out. You're a person. We all appreciate you. But uh, it was this, like I said, and I know I probably stomped all over my disclaimer before that if this works for you, go for it. Yeah, and I'll say it again, if it does work for you. And if this TV, sh- if you watch this documentary, yeah, and this helps you with your success, more power to you. But at the same time, you as like a landlord, you don't really want to have a renter who tells you they're visualizing the check money because uh, right, it's so useful. <laughs> That's the right. No, whatever no, no. helps you. Uh, yeah, the uh, it's I'm just visualizing it. <laughs> right. <laughs> wasn't wasn't that a wasn't that a gag? Where was that a gag? Wasn't that like in, in the first Ace Ventura movie, Pet Detective? Or one of those where he holds out like, Oh, Ed McMahon just sent me a thing. I'm going to be a millionaire soon. Your check is on the way. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is so, so, like one of yeah, those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, yeah, this is... <sighs> well, before we conclude as to what's going on here, yeah. which is fairly obvious, but... Yeah. And what I don't understand about this, in the, the whole the secret thing... Yes. Is it's like people generally people have a lack of imagination is what I imagine right because no one is really testing this theory no, no one is standing in the middle of the street and visualizing like a pink flamingo right and you know really want the pink flamingo to happen this is I see this day to day life humdrum <laughs> bullshit <laughs> of the people that believe this crap are going to be standing at the fucking bus stop and they're going to be visualizing the fucking bus to come. <laughs> Because it's late. Right. And guess what? Ten minutes later it comes. The, and they'll be like, yes. the secret. It works. The secret works. I'm going to be online at McDonald's and I'm visualizing french fries. Yeah. Guess what? Yeah. The universe gave me french fries, but I had to shell out $10 for the meal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What they don't show is the future. Like I said, James Arthur Ray, the guy in there, the sweaty man, who's since, who's since, was, who's since gone to jail... <laughs> He was uh, sent to jail and lost all his money and everything. That doesn't surprise me. Those thumb rings yeah. had a bump of coke in each one because he was oh, yeah. way too sweaty. Yeah, yeah. He was. He was. Uh, he's like contemporary of uh, Tony Robbins. He was like they sort of started at the same time. Okay, that's sort of motivational speaker stuff. Okay, that's he made most of his money. Uh, uh, okay, and do these big long sessions where like sure. you would sign up, you'd you'd give it like five thousand dollars for to like spend a weekend, a weekend yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. it would be literally like 10 hours in a room with him yeah like, you know non-stop and like you can't leave yeah. we're all we're on this together and we're just gonna figure stuff out and yeah right just crazy hokey stuff yeah yeah yeah. which we think i let, let's clarify you that. get a bunch we of strangers in a room for 10 hours and they're all gonna go crazy yeah well i mean 
These are these <laughs> are torture techniques that have yeah. literally been known for millennia. Yeah. You know, it's the old, it's the old, this is horrible. I had a friend like in high school would basically tell girls that he loved them mm. over and over and over and over again until they slept with him. God. And then literally, literally then when they stopped sleeping, when he slept with them, he'd be on to the next one. Yeah. And I thought you loved, no. <laughs> and it's basically, I'll just keep telling you stuff. Over and over and over and over and over and over again. Not deviate from it yeah, yeah. until you believe it's true. Get what I want and then off to the next thing. Yeah, yeah. Because that's what I see in all these things. Uh-huh. I'm just going you know, all these get rich quick schemes like, oh, if you just come with us for the weekend, we'll give you. You, you, you used to see them all the time. My brother was like a big believer in that. If you go to it and then you drop 10,000, you know, not 10,000, but it was like, if you buy my books, which are $700, you'll become a billionaire overnight too. No, no, you won't. Who becomes a billionaire overnight? Yeah. Unless you bought that lottery ticket in South Carolina. I mean, nobody. Uh-huh. You know? It just doesn't happen. And even if you become a billionaire, it's because you had a great idea. You had to find a manufacturer. You had to get lawyers. You had to get an accountant. You had to set up a business. You had to, you know, get licenses and permits, etc., etc. And then after three, four years, your business really took off. And you made tons of money. Yeah. And then you've invested your money. And then after maybe like 10, 15 years, you became a billionaire. Great. Was that overnight? No. Nope. Yeah. Oh, but that was the universal delay, mm-hmm. I guess. All that, like you said, they would have all these clean, very cherry-picked yeah, yeah. phrases that they would put in, like, and I did this, and this is what came about. No, 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 wait a minute. It's like, what? Like the chicken soup for the soul guy is like, well, I already had this book, and I visualized that. Like, no, you, you, you wrote the book. yeah. Why didn't you say how long it took you to write the book? Yeah. And what led you very, to write the book? Very laissez-faire about it. Just, he was oh, yeah, yeah, just, oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. And I'd, I'd written a book some years ago. And... Like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> yeah, you wrote a book some years ago. <laughs> right, right. right. No, no, no. I, I'm really quite an excellent butcher. No, no, no. <laughs> I, 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 you know, I know every piece of meat that there is on a cow, pig, lamb. Um... I had a concentration camp for a few years, but, you know, I mean, yeah. I honed my craft and I'm here to work as a butcher. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's go back. Yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like you're, a lot of details are being left out here. A lot of details. Mm-hmm. Anyway. All right. Let's, let, let's bring this to a close and let's give the good people our opinion on La Fine du Monde by Unibrow out of Chambly, Quebec. What do you think, my friend? Very good. This very, is very fantastic nice. beer, honestly. Very tasty beer. Ale brewed with spices. Yeah. Oh, I, I even for it's nine percent ABV and nineteen IBUs. I, I forgot to even get. See, I'm out of practice, man. We and haven't done this in a while. Five point five SRM, whatever that is. What's where do you see five point five SRM? Oh yeah, there it is, Mister IBUs. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sure somebody could tell us. Boys, if you're yeah. listening, Mike Blake, let me know what an SRM is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, really great. I, I liked it a lot. Uh, very tasty. Um, I would give it a uh, no. I'd say like a four point five. Okay, I think. Yeah, that's that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, this like I said, it's 
unexpected. I don't expect, I didn't expect a Belgian triple to be quite as effervescent. Mm. One, two, uh, uh, the head was almost like champagne. It was bubbly. Yeah. Now, I will say this, like in during the course of the hour that we've been chatting, it didn't stay as fizzy. It evaporated fairly quickly, but the beer itself was delicious. It, like I said, this drinks like a summer beer. And now an hour into drinking, it's kind of like, whoa, this has got some kick. Yeah. Because it's 9%. <clears throat> so you will, you will be in trouble if you <laughs> have this and go like, you know what? Let me have a third one. No, no, no. Slow down. Yeah. Because this is, this is got some kick. I, yeah, I'll give this, I'll give this a four point. You know what? I'll go with you. I'll give this a 4.5. This is a really fantastic beer. I really enjoyed it. Mm. Good job, Unibrow. Mm-hmm. I think it was really nice beer. All right. And now for our conclusion of what's going on here. I'll tell you what I think is going on here with the secret. Mm-hmm. The secret is mm-hmm. they're trying to tell us to visualize things that will happen. Okay. And if we wish that they would happen, that they will eventually, by the universe, be made to happen if all the stars align and all the situations are right and all the proper work was done and all the money was in place and there was enough drive and determination by me as a person to do it. And I think if all of that was applied properly, I would get that call from Foot Locker that they have the new Yeezys, and mm. I would get those. That's what I think is going on. There. Oh, that is interesting. But see, material goods is not what I'm about. No, it's no, no, it's, no, no, it's, no, no. it's 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 happiness. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's true. I think that's that's very true. Um, but I feel like in, in a lot of those situations, you only really. You, you only have the opportunity to realize true inner happiness and realize real peace and love only once you're confronted with the golden Lamborghini. You need to get that first and then you realize and then you're like, oh, actually, oh. it wasn't the Lamborghini after all. No. However, I am definitely keeping the Lamborghini. Lamborghini. Well, because I'm so... The universe gave it to you. Don't, you don't, you don't <laughs> turn it to the universe. Hey, guys, has anyone got the customer service number for the universe here? Can we return? You don't turn down the universe. You can't that's turn just, down the universe. No, that's just the ultimate in rudeness. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. Okay. Yeah. I, well, it, that's, that, that's, a very, that's a very good conclusion. Uh, my conclusion, a little more skeptically, I think the whole thing is probably uh, run by an Australian green screen company. Um that were that were fucking around one day <laughs> just to try and uh, make some sample footage to get some business. It's true, yeah. and uh, they just grab random people off the street. Just what are you? <laughs> just talk something. Um, oh, we need something to tie it all in. Uh, I know the, uh, the, I'm the a, secret. I'm a, I'm a I'm a tall guy. Great, you're a teacher. There you go. Perfect. They got a bunch of crazy homeless people off the street, and they dress them in these old you're, clothes from the eighties. <laughs> yeah, let's see you right now. Uh, great. <laughs> go. You, you're a feng shui consultant. Ah, very good. <laughs> oh, I, oh, her whole scene was just the best with the corny guy that wanted to date three women a week. Yeah. Oh, God. And maybe so, the whole thing was in association with Trump University. 
This, I, you know what? I'm glad you brought that up because I almost forgot that. This show looks like a fever dream of Donald Trump. <laughs> which, by the way, I don't know. So somebody started calling him Forrest Trump. <laughs> <laughs> which I enjoy tremendously. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead for your conclusion. So. No, that was it. That was, you know, yeah. nothing else to say. I think that's really all there is. Oh, that's fair. I think that's yeah. fair. Well, all right, folks. Well, thanks for tuning in to our first episode of the new year. And we hope you will be with us along for this ride that we call What's Going On Here. Mm -hmm. See you next time, folks. Yeah.